Thank you for listening. A list of content warnings can be found in the episode description. Take care. Enjoy the show. Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. Marking the edge of the hive, like a line of scorched earth, is the infamous Alley of Dangerous Angles. A cluttered shanty of charred structures that reach out like skeletal claws, ready to snag any who intend to pass through. The collective smog pouring over from the lower ward gathers in this no-man's land, shading everything with a sooty darkness deepened further by the evening sky. A shroud for those who wish to remain inconspicuous. Despite its hostile nature, the alley jostles with fierce activity. Far too many eyes shift in your direction as you step into its gloom. Oh, Greeting, stranger. Looks like you're in dark alley territory now. Also looks like you got a purse that could use some lightning. You better pray it's got enough. This thug strides towards you in brutish confidence, clad in thick leather. A great hound snarling at his side. I'm just looking for someone. I don't care what you're looking for. I care about looking inside that purse of yours. <sighs> How much is this gonna cost? It ain't much. He says magnanimously, as a troop of well-armed thugs fan to either side of you. A mere ten-piece of jink will get you through. As long as you stay out of our way, we won't bother you. I'm assuming I don't have a choice. Mm, you're a clever one. And no. He takes your money and pockets it. I'm looking for a priest named nah, Hold on. Toll is one thing, chant another. Look, I'm not gonna just keep handing over more jank. I'm not gonna guarantee <laughs> your safety. There is a whistle, and several darts scatter throughout the alley. Hey, come on. I'd leave where you can, scarred one, if you value that painted hide of yours. The thugs disappear into the shadows as over a dozen new figures flood in, filling the alley with a glint of sharpened steel. These ruffians are adorned in brighter shades, with bladed flukes exaggerating their shoulders and the cuffs at their wrists drape with tattered and bloody lace. I hope they weren't bothering you, Cutter. Yeah, thanks, I guess. To whom do I owe this courtesy? Courtesy of the Razor Angels, but no need for thanks. Driving off that shiv scum is just one of our more pleasing pains. Greetings to you, stranger. This alley dweller greets you with a deep bow and a pantomime of politeness, her cold, bright eyes full of mischief. You've chosen a uh, auspicious day to pass through our lands. The toll for passage be a mere ten coins. What? I, I just paid that to those burks you drove off. Aye, and those burks are our allies. The shifts be our mortal enemies. Now, your responsibility is to even the score with us. Or we'll lay your body on the ground. Gently, of course. This is ridiculous. I just came here to get rid of this damn box, not join the turf war of some petty thieves. Tis, tis. 
You might want to take your words to our leader, Crystal. She flashes a smile of bright and pointed teeth. I'm sure she'll have plenty of interesting things to say about that. But look, no need to make this impolite. If you want to proceed, you pay the price. Or the penalty. Choice is yours. Here's your coin. You have the thanks of the Razor Angels. Go in peace, traveler. Wait, I'm... I'm, I'm just looking for someone. It goes by the name of Aeola. A priest, apparently. You know of them. Never heard of them. Of course. What would a mere petty thief know about that? She and her gang disappear once again into the dark timbers lining the alley about you. Burke. Oi, ah, a painted one, over here. You see a rake-thin man poking his head out of a makeshift structure of burnt shingles and other cast-off roofing materials. He's wearing simple clothes that are relatively well-kept, but as you approach, you notice his eyes are an icy blue. So bright, they almost seem to glow. You're... you're looking for Aeola. I know the one. Perhaps I can help. Come, come. He leads you into the building, and the smell of strong wine and burning incense stings your nostrils. A group of five wizened figures stoop over a roiling cauldron, their heavy robes tacked with strange and bright trinkets that refract the light into a dazzling spectrum of color. Before they notice you, the slender man drags you into the shadows, and speaks in hushed tones. The masters, they are are busy right now. There is still time. You must help. Uh, How? What are you talking about? Rourke is in trouble. Big, big trouble. Help you do. You must. Just tell me what's wrong. Yes, yes. I'll tell you. You help me. You'll see what I can do. Aeola, I can lead you to him, but I need one thing. Three things. Or the masters will never let me speak again. All right, fine. Hush, hush. Okay, okay. What is it you need? Rock loose rings. Forgot them. Left in my tent with all his things. Friends need to magic with them. No rings. Be mad at Rock. Never let him go. Never again. You need me to get your rings from your tent. Why can't you get them yourself? Can't leave. Can't leave. The alleys become dangerous. Have you not seen? But you, strong, smart, painted and scarred. Nothing to fear from an alley of angles so dark and charred. All right. What are these rings? One ring is reddish brown. You'll find it is reluctant to be found. Like a single token of rotten jink, it changes hands faster than you'd think. Another... Shiny like the mirror that lines the tongues of liars and sinners. Last is pretty and yellow, but only fools fight over things steeped in the blood drawn by this fellow. Bring for Rourke, and to Aeola you shall go. Whatever your questions, the answers he will know. Three rings. One copper, one silver, and one gold. All right. Where can I find this tent? My tent. My tent. From it I fled, past the pleasing cries of those whose own blood do shed. Start there, behind the veil of angels' blades. But be quick, for time and life, like a peak day shadow, fades. The the razor angels. All right. I'll be back. You can't have been inside for longer than a few minutes, but as you step out into the alley of angles, the darkness has grown ominous thick. Unnaturally so. The silhouettes of the ragged buildings above have bled to a murky smear, and as you fumble along the jagged walls, 
a figure emerges from the din. It flits from building to building with frightening speed, its form mutable, seemingly only half there. Yet two bright eyes burn out of its haze, and their madness pierces your heart. You. Its voice is a blast of cold air. Declare your allegiance. Do you hold for good or ill? Who are you? Some call me Black Rose. I am Hunter, and I hunger. I am Scourge. Now, declare your allegiance. Uh, I don't understand. You must choose, or the choice uh, will be taken from you. What choice? Two forces vie for control. Neither can succeed, not while the other remains. And why is that my problem? This alley is torn asunder by opposing flames. The quenching of one allows the other to thrive. Slay, refuse, and everyone shall die. I, I want no part of this. I, I will not choose. Slay, your choice or not. No, not if I don't get involved. Too late for hesitation. There is only action. Choose to raise one, or all will fall. Now go with strife, so torment and pain. Go, violent one. The figure fades into the billowing smog, and meager light returns to the haunted alley. Are you all right? Uh, did you see that? See what, Chief? You don't look so good. We need to get this done, and fast. I don't like this place. I mean, no. It's not like they could have called it the Alley of Playfulings. Uh, uh, sorry. Let's move on. Walking through the alley... It is hard not to feel the terror of its past. Something awful happened here. What remnants of the buildings that remain look to have once been residential? Crumbling shrines to forgotten powers, ruined statues, defaced and strewn with refuse, old fountains that once may have brought delight, now only choke out bitter ash, feeding the despair that lingers here. Even the newer structures are raised with little care, hatched together with scraps in necessity, or stained with blood and marred by the slashes of a blade. Temporary and desperate. Yet life still remains, either thriving on the brutal competition, or resilient to its constant wear. Oh, the courteous traveler returns. Seeking answers or blood, Carter? Both we can oblige. The roguish razor angel who greeted you before pounces off of a broken sedan chair, its once plush velvet torn into rags. She studies you closely, and her hand rests upon a fine silver blade. I need to get through. I'm looking for Rock's tent. Rock? <laughs> that blood is an interesting one. Well, it's not for me to decide whether you come and go. I'll take you to Crystal. Follow me. She leads you through a labyrinthine network of passages and low tunnels strung with tiny lanterns. A metallic taste hangs in the air, and you can occasionally hear the muffled cry of pain, or possibly pleasure. It's hard to tell as the sound rings around the broken walls. Eventually, you emerge into an open space of tents and stalls, 
Dozens of bladed vagabonds go about their business, tending to the wounded in a makeshift hospice, drinking liquid from pilfered chalices and other activities that your eyes dare not linger too long upon. In the center of it all, sat upon a plinth of tattered rugs, you see a cool, collected woman. The glow of the brazier set in front of her shows a face set in hard, determined lines, deep in thought, as she draws upon a long-handled pipe of bone. Pardon the interruption, mistress. This one is seeking permission to search our humble home. The razor angel dashes forward and whispers into the ear of this matriarch. Thank you, darling. You, come, sit. She dismisses your guide and gestures towards a pile of cushions opposite her. I am Crystal, leader of these razor angels. You are in our home. Yes, I... Ah, ah, ah. She holds up a battle-worn hand to silence you. I am still talking. You are in our home, at the courtesy of my darling angels. You have paid our toll, and are welcome here in the alley. But I am told you have met with Rog, the foolish. I would know why you speak with such a one. Rock, the foolish, has offered me aid in finding one who I would seek. I have been told of a priest by the name of Aeola, who presides over a cathedral here in the ruins of the alley. <laughs> this cathedral, do you not see? It is all about you. Not as grand as it once was, surely. But I know not this Aeola. Rock, for certain, dwelt here for a time. He fled when things got hot. I don't blame him, fool as he is. She takes another deep drawer of a pipe, and the blue smoke trails about her. What do you want here? Tell me about yourself. <laughs> I am the leader of the Razor Angels. That's really all you need to know. I created them. They follow my commands. And who are they? What are the Razor Angels? We're itinerants. We've been forced to move time and again. We settled here at the same time as Rotten William and his dark alley shivs. And now we're in a fight for our lives. We came here when bigger gangs took over the trash warrens near Ragpickers Square. And what are the dark alley shivs? They're a bunch of murderous thugs. Like rabid dogs, they'll bite any hand whether it feeds them or not. A plague upon this alley. Tell me about the alley. This place caught fire when a barmy spell singer took it into his head that it looked better scorched as you see it now. But the embers of conflict still smolder amongst the ashes. All it needs is a single spark to ignite. Her eyes burn like coals as she stares into yours. Uh, um, 
You mentioned the trash warrants. And a larger gang that took it over. Yes. Why does that interest you? I'm looking for Farad. <sighs> she spits red phlegm into the fire before her. Wormhair. I won't ask why you'd seek out such scum. If you make it through the trash warrens, then you found them. If I make it. <laughs> Varad's goons aside, those who dwell in the Ragpicker's Square are more desperate than any you'll find in this haunted alley. Only fools go unprepared. That may be. For now, I need to search the fool. Rock's tent. Otherwise, I won't be going anywhere. I'll have one of my angels show you to his dwelling. I have no need of his oddities. Thank you. Before you go, I have one favor to ask of you. This slice of alley just isn't big enough for us and the dark alley ships. We've got heart. They've got hate. Eliminate their leader, the Rotten William. And you'll have an ally here in us for the rest of your life. You'd be surprised how far a good friend can take you. And how would I even go about that? You're neutral here. And intriguing, I must say. He'll give you audience, no doubt. The quickest way to kill a dog is a dagger through the throat. You bleed him. We'll bleed the rest. I'm not a killer. <sighs> your eyes tell me more than your scars. But just so. This is not a demand but a request from one to another, weary of the deaths to which they can account. Go, now. She raises a hand once again, and you notice, despite the worn skin, her fingernails are immaculate and exceedingly sharp. Darling, take him to the fool's tent. Let him leave with what he wants. With a courteous bow, the Razor Angel Darling takes you to one of the rickety tents that line the walls of this burnt cathedral. Don't take our mistress's kindness for granted, Cutter. There are bloods more noble than you who've been cut short by her words in my time. Noted. Now, will you leave me to my search, or will I have your company on every one of my tasks this evening? Tis, tis. You should be so lucky, traveller. Farewell. In a moment... She's gone, and you duck inside the musty tent. Hey! Hey, what are you doing in my tent? This man before you abruptly springs up and stares at you, twitching nervously. Behind him is a pile of rubble and discarded boxes. Who are you? What are you I, doing? I wasn't doing nothing, I swear is it. Why didn't you tell me what you weren't doing? I don't have to tell you anything, no. Get out of my tent! I was told this is Rock's tent. Blast! You're another friend of Rourke's. Yeah, this was one of the tents he called home. 
but as you can see, it is now occupied. Now leave me alone. I'm not going anywhere till I get what I came for. Oh, yeah? Well, well, what's that? Three rings. One copper, one silver, one gold. You know anything about these? His hand, bald in a fist, twitches at his side. Uh, do I? Well, I have news for you, Burke. You're not the only one looking. <laughs> what do you mean? His eyes, filled with panic and hate, flicker to the entrance. What do you mean? And he breaks. Stop! You leap to intercept him, both crashing into the dust. He tries to wriggle free, but you have him pinned. Flailing, he rakes a grimy palm across your cheek, and you slam it into the ground. Filled with madness, he spits into your face, the foulness of his saliva burning in your eyes. In desperation, he draws his free hand to his mouth, and you see a glint of silver pass through his lips. You wrap your hands around his throat, his body thrashing weakly beneath you, nails clawing at your wrists, eyes glaring in hateful fury. You squeeze harder, and he struggles to keep his chokes down as his skin grows red, veins bulging on the side of his face. You hold your grip as he gasps for feeble air, and with a dribbling sputter, a shiny ring emerges from his mouth, clattering to the floor. Red becomes purple, tears wash into bloody drool. And you squeeze harder. Chief, no! Enough! Dakon grasps your shoulders, wrenching you from the choking man, who splutters violently, clutching at his neck. Do not lose yourself in this madness. He sprawls to his knees, retching like a dog as you go to take up the silver ring, still slick with his foul spittle. You bug! You're mad! <coughs> You nearly killed me. I'll finish the job if you don't tell me where the others are. I don't know. You raise a fist. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Ron William has one. His dogs have been on the hunt for them. But I found it. And he paid a pretty penny for handing it in. The other, it's nowhere I could find. Checked every tent in this accursed place for this. Where is this Ron William? <laughs> Uh, just go to wherever in the alley most reeks at piss. Those mutts mark their territory with a foul stink. You reach an arm down to the cretinous man, and he flinches in fear. Uh, uh, leave me alone! I'm, I'm not gonna hurt you anymore. I just needed the ring. Uh, stay back! He sprays blood at your outstretched hands, then scampers to his feet and flees the tent into the night. You turn and see Maud with confusion in his eyes. Dakon's face is stone, but one of the rings is now yours. Let's move on. Tension is high as you walk through the alley. Every shadow harbors treacherous intent, and you can't help but feel a gaze lurking within, ready to see two glowing eyes burning from the darkness. Make the choice, or have it taken. You cannot tell if this voice is in your mind. This is probably the worst place we can be in Sigil at the worst time. As you reach the Shiv's ground, the stench of ammonia brings tears to your eyes. Several dogs chained to the wall become agitated at your presence, barking fiercely and sniffing as you approach. Who in the abyss are you? Uh, you know what? I, I don't care, Burke. Go talk to Rotten William. You don't like your answers, you'll get cut. You don't talk to him, you'll get cut by the rest of us either ways. Now get 
Much like the razor angels, the dark alley shivs are heavily dug in. Bales of razor vine coil about thick barricades, and several platforms house well-armed guards, with more hounds tethered to posts yammering as you pass. All eyes are on you, Mort and Dacon close by your side. At the core of this compound, you see a hard-edged man sat on the ground beside a huge red mastiff. His face is sharp and confident, yet somehow seems diffused. His eyes are clear and cruel. He seems both indolent and poised, and he holds a broad machete in his calloused hands. So, another visitor for Rotten William. Welcome to the kennel, traveller. Speak your mind. Make it good and perhaps we'll let you go. I'm here in the alley, looking for a priest by the name of Aeola. I need their help in getting rid of this box. Easy go. That's a fine-looking gem mounted there. With a hefty bit of coin, I reckon. You want it? <laughs> like as not, it'll only go to warm our fires if I took it. But no. I'm not clueless. His mouth twitches, and curious hunger lights in his eyes. Let's just say, I'm no stranger to cursed things. <laughs> Worth a try. No, I can appreciate that. We all have to fend for ourselves here in the hive. But make no mistake, if you open that here, you'll have no allies in us. I don't want any trouble. Oh. Well, from what I've gathered, trouble has a bit of a habit of following you around. That aside, what is it you want from me? I'm looking for something, or several things. Three rings to be precise, for the fool rock. William's jaw clenches. Apparently you may have one. I need it. Huh. So, there it is. Well, you're well informed. He raises to his feet and displays a gold ring upon the forefinger of his left hand. But I won't let it go lightly. What do you need? Just uh, a small blood fee. His tongue curls over his teeth, and he begins to pace in a circle about you. Ooh, you've gone all quiet. Good thing for you is that it ain't your blood I'm after. It's the blood of another. I'm sure you've met. A miserable burke by the name of Crystal, who has the temerity to try holding a piece of my territory from me. <laughs> it's simple. I want you to make her lost. Kill her. I'm no assassin. It's my only offer. I'd be surrounded, they'd never let me leave alive. Well, then you'd be no more use to me either. I won't do this. With an unnatural ferocity, he shoves his arms into your <coughs> chest, knocking <coughs> you to the ground. Then let's not waste any more time, eh? Last chance, Cutter. Death <coughs> or slaughter. I won't choose. He lets loose a piercing whistle. Shivs! Get rid of this awful! The alley erupts in a frenzy. Dogs, wild and howling, snap at their leashes. The dark alley shivs, unable to contain their rage. Shrieking through the air, a hail of bolts scatter across the radiance of Dacon's glaive. Rotten William throws a rapid swing, sparks flying as you roll aside, a desperate madness contorting in his face. Furious, he kicks at the great mastiff quivering beside him, yet it remains unmoving to its master's command. You scramble to your feet, and see a rabble of shivs are upon you now, held bay by Dakon and Mort. With another cruel lash from Rotten William, 
The hound finally loses control. A ferocious bite snapping at the hand, shredding it in bloody vengeance. And with an agonized cry, Rotten William falls to the ground. The mastiff mauling in its hateful fury. Dismay descends upon the alley. And from the growing darkness, the deadly razor angels emerge. Their darling captain catching your eye across the field of violence, her blade dancing amongst dark alley throats. You walk over to the ravaged body of Rotten William, his once dutiful hound licking its wounds, and claim the golden ring stained in the blood of his tattered hand. The darling strides towards you out of the slaughter, a wide, pointed smile on her face. You have the thanks of the Razor Angels. We part friends, and shall remember you. She tosses a large patched purse at your feet, and holds forth a dull steel ring. What's this? The third ring. Of course. I thought it was supposed to be copper. And you haven't been paying attention. Tis, tis. Like a single token of Ron Jink, it changes hands faster than you think. As she says the words, darkness pulls about you. Her eyes glow bright and cold. Her form blends into an inky haze, and the ring drops into your palm, rusting into a reddish brown. Good choice, violent one. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. Revoker GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.